Hi, I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Venkata, I run hip hop on Amazon Twitter. I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Why I highlight Fifth Fan Hip Hop, which is Know the Ledge and live from Quarter Spaces. It's been religious. First, first one I've ever done. It's uh, it's a bit confronting. It's a bit confronting. Actually, yeah, I actually haven't hosted one. I haven't, I actually haven't hosted one either. Like, just been, I, I wanted to do. I wanted to do one for one of the pods at least. But like, um, yeah, it was either this or Isos. But we're here. Uh, hi Ben. Joke to begin. Uh, what do you call a uh, a West West Side Gun fan who was born in the fifties? A boomer. And what have you been listening to this week? Where did you get? Well, you stole that from somewhere, surely. I'm 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 pretty sure no one. Uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't. I'm not the first person to make that joke, but yeah. So I thought about that today, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't. I'm pretty sure that's not original. Well, there's no way. Unfortunately, there was no West Side Gun this week. There was that Cameron. Oh, what a crying shame! Cameron A track album shame. was uh, incredible. I was actually a little bit scared listening to the track with uh, Styles P. Um, I think Jim Jones was on that track too, and I did not like the beat. I was like, man, what's going on here? Like, I Surely a project with A-Track is going to be incredible. Uh, and it freaking was. It was just that one beat, which was just a bit of an anomaly. But the rest of the album, like, you know, I love Cameron and I love his later career work because he's as he's got older, he's kind of – and I'm not, like, I'm not saying this to slander him or, or, like, say he's, like, crazy old, but he's getting more and more like my grandma – He's just saying wild, more wild shit and telling more stories from his youth. Like when he did that Drink Champs interview, bro, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like he's just becoming more and more overt. And uh, this tape is incredible. I, I really enjoyed it. I just, you know, a lot of the music I listen to, I kind of get halfway through a song and I'm like, do I really need to keep listening to this song? You know, if I'm if I'm just trying to get an idea of this album, do I really need to? And sometimes I just skip it with Cameron. I'm I'm never going to do that because his last line could be his best line. Like you're never going to want to skip a song. Uh, Dame Dash comes through with some uh, some sage interludes. It's really interesting hearing from Dame Dash in 2022. I'm always down to hear from Dame Dash and hear what he has to say. It's a good project, man. It's a really good project. If you like Cameron, if you like Dipset, the Dipshits with. Uh, Jules is on there, which is incredible with just Blaze beat. So, yeah, shout out Cameron. I did the listen to the Des Dior album. Uh, it's bangs, man. She she can rap. She can really really rap. And I really appreciate the fact that she didn't try and like go to R and B on this and didn't try and sing too much. She just gave us. I think it's only like eight tracks. It's, it's quite short. She just spat bars, man. And I really appreciate that. It's it's a, it's a really solid project. I definitely recommend people check that one out. Uh, Lucky. Lucky drop tape, uh, man. This one uh, at first I was like, because I'm not really, I've never really been Lucky's biggest fan, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this, but I put it on last night. It's a vibe. I just got like dragged into this like headspace, and it's very repetitive. It's very very repetitive. He like hits on a good melody or a good note, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna ride that for a minute, and he just keeps doing it over and over again. And you think, man, this is not going to work. But every single time, it just keeps hitting. And I really appreciated that. I, I enjoyed that Lucky Project a lot. Um, what else have we got? Oh, God. We got this one from uh, DaBaby. 
Why? 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 Why is he keep doing Bro, he's got a song on here called No Condom. Like, are you fucking... Like, how old are we now? Like, what age are we now? Like, this is... Just, yes. I don't understand. Like, there's there's literally no self-awareness from this man. You know, it's, it's like he just keeps, like, force-feeding his garbage music. And I don't really understand yeah. where his career is going. I don't think... I don't know what he... Like, is he just a one-hit wonder? Would he just, like, have a bit of a moment? Like... Now this is trash. This is not worth your time. A lot of people were saying they wanted to check in and, you know, see what he was saying and see if things had progressed or, you know, see, just give it a chance because, yeah, he had some bangers back in the day. And back in the day wasn't that long ago. It was only 2020, 2019 that he was on top of the world. Man, this is, this is garbage. This is terrible. It's every, it's like that tape he dropped earlier in the year. I forget who he did it with. Oh, young boy. That's right. Oh my god! How do you make a young boy tape sound bad? But he he managed it, and yeah, this is no good. Uh, Wi-Fi's funeral dropped a new record, and it's it's pretty potent. It's pretty heartfelt. There's some incredibly difficult to listen to lyrics about addiction and you know taking drugs and, and overdosing and mental illness and uh, just kind of the demons that he's facing. And yeah, man, it was it was a confronting listen last night when I put it on. I sat down with it and like. I li- again listened to the end of every song. I wanted to hear everything he had to say and like just feel the energy that he was putting on this tape. And yeah, it's it's beautiful, but it's really painful. It, there's a lot of pain on this record, and I appreciate him being so overt about it. Um, but yeah, man, wait, make sure you're in an okay headspace before you listen to that one because yeah, that was a that was a rough listen. And finally, the ransom tape with Mare, which came out midweek. I said this about the special album a couple of weeks ago. You know, I'm like, man, they're really leveling up. And I genuinely think this is Ransom's best work. Like, the beats sound lavish, but they don't sound overproduced. It doesn't sound like, you know, it doesn't sound like Trackmaster's in there doing way too much. It just sounds just sounds good. And Ransom just sounds revitalized. It sounds refreshed. But every bar is hitting here. Uh, the guests are incredible. That track with Havoc, oh, my God, man. This is a great project. Really, really recommend people go check that one out. So that was me, Charlie. What about yourself? Yeah, so I'll go into another another week of um, nearly 10 projects, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, shit. All right, so um, a lot of jazz as well, actually, which is fun. Um between the podcasts, of course. Um, but yeah, start off with uh, Isata Sheriff and Corral, uh, Eat the Kiwi Skin, which just as a name makes me cringe. I'm not trying to eat kiwi skin. Um Shout out you kiwis, can though. eat kiwi skin. Um, yeah. You actually can eat it. My mum eats it. There's, there's nothing wrong. With no it, shit. But, but I do not eat it. Like, I didn't know that until fuzzy. a few years ago. My mum was eating the kiwi skin. And I said, why are you doing that? The kiwi's way better. She's like, you can eat the skin. It's, it's good for you. And I said, mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the kiwi skin. Just give me the freaking Yeah. Yeah, not my stickies, but anyway. Um, yeah, so eat the kiwi skin. It's off the sheriff and corral. Um, but I think it's off four tracks. Um, you know, it's pretty short, but um, it's, re- it's, it's, it's solid. I love me some of sheriff. She always produces some good stuff. Um, you know, classic uh, kind of just uh, UK hip hop. Um, nice beats, can't complain. Uh, really super solid. Um, good features as well, especially from um, Awate from um, uh, on on what you're telling me. Oh, six tracks. There you go, six tracks, twenty one minutes. And uh, yeah, banging, banging. Mercy's Cartel one for those who love as well. Um, 
yeah, just really, it's just some really good stuff. If you want some UK hip hop in your life, um, uh, definitely a side sheriff, of course. Uh, Use of Days, uh, the Use of Days experience life at Joshua Tree. Um, so yeah, Use of Days obviously coming through, and um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, you have some, yes, obviously some people with there, uh, with him. Uh, got some Venom on one track, uh, lovely some Venom on saxophone as well. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's, it's Use of Days, you know what I mean? Drummer, um, coming through, nice good stuff. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like a live album, if that makes any sense. Um, but um, there's some videos on it as well, so. Uh, shout out to you today on that one. Siegfried Komodashi, uh, Act 1 and 2. This is the mo- one of the most abstract shit I've, ever, I've listened to this year, uh, for sure. Um, Siegfried Komodashi, I, uh, I, well, I met uh, while uh, spinning, not spinning, but while I was at uh, Otis Menzel, uh, seeing him live. He uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, just uh, performed with him uh, to, to, to keep the vibe. And um, yeah, this is not what Siegfried Komodashi was doing on the particular stage. Um, this is very abstract, a lot of spoken word. Otis Menster actually features on one of the tracks as well, which is cool. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, abstract spoken words uh, stuff going on. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, shit. If you're interested in that, go for it. Be you might, bro. It's gonna tie up all day, man. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I can't turn my mic off. I don't know how. You can't even turn your mic off. Is it the bottom? It's not working for me. I'm clicking. I'm trying to promote this. I'm like quote tweeting it, but like yeah, anyway, I'm done now. It's all good. Okay, good for you. All right, uh, protege. Third time's a charm. Um, so this is interesting because obviously proteges. Uh, if you've heard of protege, obviously regulars, but. This has some really just contemporary R and B elements uh, more than anything. Like, it's, I feel like it's pretty much a disservice to call this a reggae album just because he's a Jamaican dude, um, and obviously he has that sound. But um, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, R and Bisms all over this. Um, you know, Ten Kane Row with George Smith, Late at Night with Lilik, uh, Lila Ike. Uh, heavy load with Samori. There's just a lot of R&B, contemporary R&B uh, elements in this, and um, that's no disrespect to, um, I guess, uh, you know, reggae as a whole. I think he's kind of just pushing boundaries in that sense. Um, but yeah, some really good stuff. It's very, very similar in 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 vibe to his previous album, which was uh, I think like top five albums um, uh, the other year. Yeah, third time's a charm, man. It's good. It's wonderful. Crane Bin and I'm going to say it right. View Farka Torre Ali. Fuck, man. Gee, I don't know how these guys do it. I don't know how these guys keep coming with just absolute just bangers, man. Like, the, the vibe is crazy how they do it. Um, So a little bit of information on uh, uh, Farka Torre, um, according to his bio here. Second son of legendary Malian uh, guitarist Ali Farka Torre. Um, Af- West African roots, American blues, rocks, jazz, hip hop, a um, jazz pop and Latin music, um, and yeah, <laughs> combine that with Crank Bin, go for it, um, and you get you get some just really funky, uh, just absolutely amazing guitar licks, of course, uh, good drumming, of course, and uh, really good vocals as well from uh, Farcatori as well. Uh, Tamala, uh, Tongo Bara absolute banger track um the deeper it gets into this album just a better guess gets better and better i just can't i can't i challenge you guys to find an album uh like this uh, this year uh, Makaya McCraven in these times um gas to see this guy in live um next i think it's in november 
for the uh, London Jazz Festival. And uh, can't wait for him to play this shit live. Honestly, it's going to be really fun. Um, this really comes through as a it's 11 songs, 41 minutes, and it comes through as a uh, you know kind of a one big blend. Uh, if you just don't look at the track list, you'll not know when the next track starts and next track begins, one of those kind of things. And yeah, it's really nice. It's a tapestry. It's a musical tapestry, I guess. And um, Makai McRaven really experiments uh, his, um, I think, uh, his style, I guess, where like he has minor hip hop elements in terms of the beat patterns and stuff like that. But everything else is pure, uh, pure jazz, and uh, that's some really good stuff. Um, Chip Wickham, uh, Cloud Ten, another jazz album, very traditional kind of jazz album. One of those ones where you can see yourself just sitting in a like a fifty seat bar and they're just playing one of those kind of things. Uh, really, really solid. Really uh, easy listen. Uh, definitely replayable. Uh, really good stuff there. The Comet is Coming, Hyperdimensional Expansion being hilarious fucking title. Um, but yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. Shout out to Shabaka Hutchins um, on the saxophone here because dude goes off. Like, Angel of You love Darkness. a sax too. You love a sax. I love a sax. Okay. Okay, Ben. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sax. A sax I'm a sax addict. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, go spin Angel of Darkness just for a just for a taster of it because he just goes. He, he literally does like what a guitar solo would, would how that would go, but it's a saxophone. It's literally that kind of vibe. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, and the rest of the al- rest of the album is very um, uh, uh, kind of new jazz psychedelia futurism kind of thing going on in terms of the whole tapestry. Um, but yeah, absolutely outstanding. Oscar Jerome the Spoon. I'm always kind of like 50-50 on Oscar Jerome. I remember listening to his album, as well, his previous album. Uh, my minor critique was just like, you kind of have to... You, you can, the, the instrumentation is great. It's wonderful. It's, it's an easy listen on that front. Similar to Chip Wickham, I guess, in that case. Um, but the vocals and I guess the lyrics as well, his songwriting, it, it, it can kind of it can kind of be hit and miss. Um, I will say that it's improved since the last album, I would say. And uh, the last kind of half of this album, I think lyrically is much better. Um, so really really solid tracks um at the, at the back end uh, like a <laughs> feed the pigs which is great uh feet down south absolutely amazing track uh hall of mirrors use it um definitely the back half of this album really uh, uh shines but um, yeah man uh come for the come for the production and the really just solid jazz work and uh, uh, and composing composition um uh, and stay for uh that as well is take it or leave it on the on the lyrical front i feel um and lastly coops lost soul 2 now i i challenge you to find a a, a, a first line or first sentence in a spotify bio or a music bio and as good as this says not many rappers can boast that their first ever live performance was at london's o2 arena supporting hip-hop legend nas Ooh, how the hell did he manage that uh, he well, the second sentence was uh, such was the talent of Coops, who at 23 years old won Choice FM's uh, breakthrough competition and the chance to perform uh, alongside one of his formative influences. Um, so yeah, chance. I mean, yeah, pretty fucking clean. Um, but yeah, that was then. This is now and Lost Soul too. Um, I feel like uh, this is the first time I've listened to a full length Coops album. Um, I've followed him for a couple of years, um, and. Uh, it's it's interesting. I feel like the production could have um, could have leaned more in um, in terms of just it, it kind of just had the same the same essence most of the time. Uh, if you if you're kind of just playing it in the background, it can kind of come off as uh, kind of like um, 
you know the same beat over and over again. Um, but you know, past that, I feel it's pretty solid. Uh, it's 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 fifty seven minutes, nineteen tracks, so it's pretty meaty in terms of uh, content, so to speak. Um, good features, Koji Randical, um, uh, Richie Two Trill, uh, Kofi Stone on New Twist just obliterates that track. Um, Don't stress and Mass Extinction uh, and Family. The last three tracks are really recurring, reoccurring pattern this week. Um, the second half of the albums are doing well, um, but yeah, I do, I do feel like uh, he he kind of uh, has this voice that can not turn people off, but not bring people in if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah. Anyway, with that said, let's hop in. We are discussing, well, we're doing a new, uh, I guess, mini-series, or however you want to call it, called Pumps. And uh, basically, we're just going to ask you guys of these questions up here, uh, which are obviously pinned for you guys to see. Um, feel free to request now and all that stuff um, for what uh, for what you, and obviously which one you want to discuss and whatever. Uh, it's free. We're going to keep it loose. Um, it's not going to be too too in depth but um and in terms of rules anyway um so the first prompt is uh london po- well the tweet by rob percy says uh london posse gotta be the best on one album rap group any other suggestions um i will say won't ha- doesn't have to be group um but if you want to go for group go for it um because I, I i literally couldn't think of a group um but i do have a good answer on that and a lot and one is uh from ben obviously which is uh which rapper with a classic album has had had the worst uh, debut album, and uh... <laughs> all right, let's bring some people. Let's bring some people in because I want to discuss this. <laughs> I want to discuss this shit because um, I have a funny answer, and I feel like people are just gonna um, roast me. But <clears throat> Ben, as I invite people, um, do you, what's, do you have an answer to any of the two? I mean, the or first response, one or responses um... to your answers because you have some funny answers on yours, in particular. <laughs> I'm just going to say, well, the first one with the the best one-off group album is it's going to be Kid See Ghost because I do not see there being a second Kid See Ghost. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, also, I don't think there's going to be a Watch the Throne, a second Watch the Throne either. So, you know, maybe that could be in- included as well. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a difficult one. Like, there haven't been that many, you know, in, in history it's like, people link up for a project and then it's like, oh, yeah, this worked really well, so let's do it again. Like, um, you know, it just, it just happens. Like, Run the Jewels was kind of like that. It's like, this was incredible. Let's do this again. I, I genuinely feel like Drake and Future will go again. Uh, what a time to be alive too at some point, which I'd be very interested in. But, yeah, man, I reckon, I genuinely reckon Wash the Throne would be the answer to the first one because, yeah, I, I do not see there being another Wash the Throne. I'm going through some of these. Like, someone said G-Unit begged for mercy. I mean, come on now. Yeah, of course. But, like, they had a million mixtapes before then. I'm not really going to include that. Uh, you know, I don't think that that's very fair. But I guess a lot of people would say, well, saying Jay-Z and Kanye isn't very fair because they had so much content uh, prior to Wash the Throne. I mean, Kanye produced like the bulk of the work on Blueprint Three, so you know I can understand mm-hmm. that. Um, who else sure. have we got in here? There's a lot of underground artists that I'm not very well aware of. Someone said Main Source with Large Professor. I low key agree with that. I actually think that that's a that's okay to say that. I don't have a problem with you saying that because that is it's a bit of a reach considering obviously Main Source is Main Source, but yeah. Yeah, but like it, it's a it's a completely different group with uh, Mike D at the head than Large Professor. Like, yeah. I'm not against them. People saying, you know, who else have we got? Um, uh, Shock G, for example. Why am I blanking on the name right now? 
the group. What did you? What do you? Did you underground? No, the the group that he was in. Yeah, did you underground? Digital underground, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not against people saying that, but again, I actually think that if it's the front person that's leaving, then that's okay. But if it's not, like, if it's Shock G staying and and like you know a rolling roster around, I don't think you can really call it a different group. You know, it's kind of like in rock music where uh, you can kind of substitute out the bass player and the the guitar, one of the guitarists or the drummer, and everyone's like, yeah, okay. But if you substitute out the front person. You know, that's a whole different that's a whole different conversation. So I wouldn't be mad at people saying main source, actually. What about you, Charlie? What are you thinking? Who who have you got? What did you go through some of the responses? Which one are we talking about? The uh one off one off albums. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 responses uh, that was gathered, um I got my answer from from one of the answers, I will uh, be honest. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, something like, uh, <laughs> the dog pound, which is very, that was actually a good shout. Cause I feel like, shout. um, yeah, cause I, I, feel, I do feel like, um, people, uh, come at, uh, I mean, I mean, they've really stubbed the stuff, right. I'm, I'm pretty confident they have. Um, but, um, that was a, that was an interesting, uh, shout on that front. I think my personal answer would be, um, and not a group, but, um, it's, uh, Chiali, um, Chiali was, um, I think, 16 years old when he dropped his album. I forget the name already. Fucking hell, I should have looked up. Uh, I think it's like the wonderful, beautiful word of Chiali or something. Um, but <clears throat> the dude, uh, funny, interesting, very fascinating story. I think uh, the fabulous Chiali, actually. There you go. That's the name of the album. But um, very fascinating just life <laughs> in general because a uh, very fascinating Wikipedia entry. Um, so he was a member of, a member of the Native Tongues. I think you, I think you probably remember since we did that um mm. or since we did tribe anyway and um yeah i was just looking him up and i was just like damn yeah that's actually a good shot because the album itself is very good um it's a very solid listen um as you know a's albums go uh it's very kind of like has the same similar essence to like moni love queen latifah very of that era um, but he's 16 years old at that point, and it was just like, damn, fair play to drop a half decent album like that. So I feel like that's probably my answer for the uh, best one album rap anything. Um, but uh, apart from aside from that, um, he actually, <laughs> if you guys have looked up Chiali, he actually uh, had the had a fucking manhunt on him uh, for manslaughter, and they were like finding him for like I think days. And uh, he, he was like crossing state lines, all that shit. Shit was crazy. Um, I think there's a documentary about it um, that released a few years ago. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I think Chiali um, for the best one rap album, best one anything. Uh, I feel like is uh, a pretty good shout for me personally. I actually, but, um, I actually asked this question. I can't believe I'd forgotten about it. There's some really good answers in this. Like uh, it's obviously center of attention. Is yeah, so like, yeah, well, I'm look, man, you know me, you know me, I'm I'm great, I'm freaking amazing, like you would know better than most. But yeah. Center of Attention by I and I, uh, definitely, uh, Distant Relatives, I can't believe we didn't think of that. Um, Bad Meets Evil, obviously, is a great <laughs> between uh, Mad Villainy, yeah, Distant Relatives might be the answer, actually. Yeah, you know what, a lot of people yeah. say Mad Villainy as well. Uh, and then obviously you've got Danger Doom in there. You've got, uh, you know, Doom had a million of them, man. And then some of the answers were, uh, let's see what we've got here. 
uh, written testimony someone put in there because no. uh, that's, no. that was 2020. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work, guys. Um, Alfredo, I, I think that Freddie Gibbs is going to work exclusively with either Mad Lib or Alchemist again at some point. I don't think that's going to happen. Deltron 3030, was there another Deltron album? I don't, remember if there was. I don't remember if there was. I know that they were thinking about doing one, and I know they did like a um, – yeah, they did Event 2. That came out in 2013, but okay. it was not – it wasn't as good. It was It was nowhere as good, unfortunately. Uh, mm. What else? Miseducation of Lauren Hill? Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. We literally just got off recording. Um, Isos and uh, Mickey's in the chat, uh, in the team came through saying that miseducation, or the obvious answer is miseducation. I was just like, yeah, it's probably miseducation. I mean, we, are we doing are we doing that? Are we playing the unt- uh, unplugged cards? Are we, we going to play that card? Look, look, unplugged is, I mean, we all know that unplugged is a lot of original material. Uh, it, it's obviously not they weren't material. finished. They weren't finished. They were they were unmixed. Like, but still, it's it's new material, and I feel like she treated that performance like she was releasing another album, and it's mm-hmm. like two times platinum or something crazy. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm personally putting it in as her second album, but I can fully understand why people wouldn't want to put it in as their second album because <laughs> it's just not the it's not the same, eh? Like you know, miseducation is just. Miseducation is so beautiful. It's just there's the attention to detail. Like we did it when we did the Lauren episode and we went into the lyrical yeah. content and how dense the conceptual themes were and like Lauren's progression through uh, just growing up and maturing and understanding herself and self-awareness and awareness of surroundings. Like the yeah. amount of like life experience that went into that record is immense. And, and that's why I do think that there could be another Lauren album Uh and I, I don't think no. it would disappoint. I don't think it would disappoint because well, how, old was she when, how old would she be when Miss Education came out? Like 20, mid-20s? Early 20s. She was early 20s, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's been, what, 24 years. So basically the same amount of, to- of life that she'd lived before she made <laughs> Miss Education, she's right. lived again. So yeah. she could do it, man. She could do it. I think it would be amazing. But so, so I, I sent us. I, I sent you a video um, during the week uh, by FD Signifier, and um, he did a video on Lauren Hill, and it really, and it really, um, really changed my, I guess, thought process pertaining to Lauren, um, especially when it comes to like us thirsting for another album and like surely she has material da, 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 da. it's been 24 years she's lived you know lived all the life and da, 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 da. Like, i don't think it's a question of that um and the point of fd signifies video for note for people that haven't seen it um i highly encourage it it's like 50 minutes but i feel like it's very very good um in terms of just opinion and storytelling and critical breakdown but um, <clears throat> i think the when it comes to Lauren, um, and this is basically a tangent at this point, but when it comes to Lauren, I feel like it's not as it, it's not like she doesn't have stuff, you know, ready to go, whatever. I just think she, uh, either, I mean, this is, it can be a, B or both. Um, but a is that she just does not fuck with the system and you know, how music, how the music industry is because I feel like most people are aware that the music industry is probably the most out of the, out of the most noble quote unquote industries, you know, film industry, TV, whatever. 
music's probably the most antiquated. Um, and I, I can I can understand if Lauren never wants to be in that. Um, but there was also stuff in FD Singapore's video. He was talking about the concept of tough love and how um, black people and black families, um, you know, produce that quote unquote tough love to obviously um, prepare the use for, you know, the outside world and everything that comes with that. Um, and she, he ended it with like something on paraphrase and it was just like, he's, she's basically doing tough love on kind of like all of us, I guess. I, I, I yeah, something of that nature, but I just can't, I just don't think she'll, I don't think she will. Um, because, uh, I think she doesn't, and this is obviously all hypothetical, but I just can't see, a um, I just can't see a drop in, um, anytime soon like, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised she even attempts to do shows um you know obviously there's the lateness thing and maybe some of that is more maybe that is also uh laid into the the hatred for the industry because you know for, for whatever reason that's what i think anyway but um I, i'm explaining fd singer's video very terribly so i highly encourage you guys to go spin it um but yeah Past that, past that, ta- out, off that tangent. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like if we're not counting unplugged, Miss Education is probably the best answer um, uh, for the uh, best one rap, but one app and one album, anything. Um, and yeah, so um, but on your front, I want to, I want to throw my answer towards uh, towards yours. Um, so, which rapper with a classic album has the worst debut? And mm, um, that's a good question. That, that, it's, that's a it's cool a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. A good I was one. playing FIFA one night. I was just rinsing. I think I was re- rinsing Dortmund, and I was I was Tottenham, and uh, you know I was like, "Whoa, shit, that's a great!" And it just it just hit me out of the blue, man. It's, genius comes at weird moments, but yeah, <laughs> it's popular. Yes. So shout out to the first um, requested Charlie. Hey Charlie, hey Charlie, <laughs> two Charlies. Charlie Flash. <laughs> uh, what's good, sir? I'm yourself. Um, I'm about to give my answer, but um, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you floor afterwards. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming through. And um, I think my answer. And I want to know. You're gonna. You're gonna shower me. You're gonna shower me. I feel. I feel like people are just gonna roll their eyes and go, "Oh, fuck you know." The answer, the answer is Big Sean. <laughs> well, I want to, I want to discuss that, but I want to hear what Ch- I want to hear what Charlie, the other Charlie, has to say. I want to hear what his answer is as well. And yeah, well, my answer was going to be. I mean, I don't know. I considered his first album, even though he has a few others out, but definitely Chance the Rapper. Definitely Chance mm. the Rapper. I know that he has oh, color. Yes, mm, that has yeah. got to be the worst first yeah. album I've ever heard by a very yeah. good rapper. See, that's interesting. That's this man's playing chess he's, over he's, here. This man is playing up. chess. Yeah, that's that's some that's a chess move, bro. Think about that, because he obviously yeah. he saw those mixtapes, and we consider those mixtapes yeah. classics. But then he dropped the album, and we're talking Which about albums. Very disappointing. Fucking <laughs> Queen's Gambit over here, boss move. Nah, that's that's a great shout, Charlie. Like, I, and, and a lot of people said that, and I saw people saying that, and I I fully agree. It's it's unbelievable that Chance like built up to this studio album and you know created all this hype and this buzz and we were all so super excited because the man can really rap i don't care what anyone says i don't care what 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 your opinion is post 
big day. The man can rap. He's incredible. And yeah, man, what a freaking flop that album was. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Even 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 after he dropped the album, I'm pretty sure he's he's had a a fair a few good singles. The uh, mm-hmm. the man who wants everything or who has everything. Like that was a mm-hmm. fantastic track. But I, I don't mm-hmm. even know where he went with that album. I really don't. It's just a mess. It was a total mess. I mean, look, I don't, I don't really understand. I think he got caught up, you know, when people get caught up and, and we did a whole pot on this, when people yeah. get caught up in the infatuation phase of a relationship, they really lose themselves. You know, you become quite irrational. You're flooded with all these like feel good endorphins. And, you know, we know what happened with Chance afterwards. He, he just wouldn't hear criticism for that album. He was like genuinely upset that people were criticizing him for it. He blamed his own manager for the poor reception. Uh, but like, I think he just caught up in a moment and a vibe and he was just like, I mean, a lot of hip hop is that, you know, you get caught in a vibe and you're like, let's, I mean, even what a time to be alive by future and Drake, they did that in six days. Like, I guess he just thought I'm, I feel all these things and I just want to express them. Uh, but for everyone on the outside of that, the only person that that album was for was for his partner. No one else was going to mm. understand that because, we're, like, we're not in that relationship. We're not infatuated. We're not, like, it was a total mess. It, it just wasn't for us. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a film scene I'm trying to think of that um, perfectly encapsulates this, but I can't figure the film for the life of me. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very that – was, that was probably one of my favourite episodes that we've done so far, just breaking that, just asking the question, why is this album trash, and actually trying to get – get past the noise um but yeah uh, so 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 no nothing on big sean yeah we're, we're, we're on i mean as for big sean i personally what was his first album again the uh, uh, uh finally um, famous, famous. Uh, i never we, i never really listened to it but i didn't think it was i didn't think it was a terrible album i was a huge fan of uh, dark sky paradise but i never i didn't think fin- finally famous was a terrible album like like when we compare terrible albums like chances album like i I wouldn't put it in the same tier as Chance's yeah. album. <laughs> no, he makes a good point. I mean, look, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven no ID produced tracks, Charlie. Come on, he's got dance ass on here. That's a banger. Don't make me don't make me replay don't make me replay this whole episode, bro. For like, come on, we 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 were you you were coming at it, I was coming at it, it was not good. <laughs> Like this, the stop. That's not why. Why am I the one shitting on Big Sean? This is not why I thought this would be. Yeah, this is unfair to Big Sean. Conversation I wanted. I will say, I do think Big Sean did fall off. I do think after Dark Sky Paradise, I think he took a few years off, and then I don't think he came back as big as he should have. Because I, I think he could have been in the same tier as I don't want to say Drake or Kendrick, but. He definitely could have been in the top ech- echelon tier if he, you know, I don't know if what yeah. I'm saying makes sense, but oh, sure does. I mean, I mean, commercially, he, commercially, he's on that statistically, he's on that similar He was even dating he, Ariana Grande, so he even had that type of influential to get his name out there even more. How you say? How you say that and not Janae? <laughs> oh, well, well, yeah, Janae Aiko too. I'm pretty sure he dated Ariana Grande and Janae Aiko, so it's like. Got a baby with Janae in it. Not to not to make this a TMZ hour, but yeah, yeah. You want to do this shade room, are we now? Yeah, shade room. Yeah. <laughs> Janae and Big Sean. Yeah. But yeah. to say that he has like what's his classic? Is it Dark Sky Paradise? Then I mean, I was. I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to finesse the system and say twenty eighty eight. But out of the oh, come ones, on, out, that's oh, not I, a classic. I, that I actually love that album. 
Mate, 2088 is fire. Nah, that's Don't toxic. See. That's perfect. No, bro. Nobody, no. nobody has, nobody has topped toxic R&B in the way <laughs> those two did, bro. They did I a freaking, they, they, I wasn't agree. there a song, there was a song with like, where they were literally like on like a, it, the whole thing is like they're on a TV show, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and just yeah. Like, and, yeah, like on some Jerry Springer shit. Like, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy concept. It's just super heat. So yeah, but I would, I would have said Dark Sky Paradise uh, out of the, out of anything he's got. Um, I feel like just, that's probably just the best mix of everything that he has. I still fuck with all your fault and uh, uh, uh <laughs> I don't fuck with you, but um, you know, and the title track as well, Paradise Extended as well, he track. But yeah, you know, there's some there's some good stuff on there. There's some good stuff on there. I mean, the classic thing is that's kind of where the where my thing falls off. But I feel like having finally famous there is just too. It's just a slam dunk for me personally. If if we're answering the question. <laughs> Mm. What about no go, Charlie? What were you going to say? Story. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask a question. It doesn't have to do with the main question. I was just gonna ask how you guys perceived Kendrick's last album because, believe it or not, I kind of <laughs> feel the same way about Kendrick's album as I do about Chance's first album. I feel there wasn't a lot of okay, there was a lot of substance, but like with uh-huh. the Kendrick album, you expect a direction, you expect a story. With that, I just feel. I feel there was no direction. I feel Baby Team's influence influenced a lot of a lot of his stuff. Definitely, agree. I, I personally didn't like that. I I know some people liked it, but me personally, I didn't like it. So I was just kind of uh, curious what your guys' opinion. I know this strays away from the question, but I was just more I don't so know. Cool. curious. I will say we did um, like a whole episode um, on did, it. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, we did three parts on Kendrick's. The third part was all on Mr. Morale. So I am personally all Mr. Morale out. Um, I'm talking about it, but I, but I, I do agree that um, I am more I'm more on the lukewarm side subjectively. Like subjectively, I don't really like I don't really enjoy it um, wholesale. I just think there's so many things that are, you know. Like there's 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 obviously most artists you know thrive on being you know imperfect and you know they write that they write that um in you know their lyrics and how they sing sometimes and whatever you know they ride on the imperfection but I just feel there were so many on purpose inf- imperfections with that album if that makes any sense that just made it just I don't know just nah, the, 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 I, there's too many there's too many things there's too many hurdles for me to enjoy it you know what I mean so yeah yeah. That's where I come from on that. Mm, well, you know, he loves, on that front, on that front. he loves when you count him out, Charlie. He loves it. Yeah, all right. That's, that's the thing, bro. I'm that's not, the thing, bro. This is the first time I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you guys. So I, I never I got appreciate to hear any of the other first parts or second or third. So I was just curious what you guys thought. Yeah, no worries. No, um, thank you. Let me, let, me get, let, me get the, let me get the episode number up. and uh, Or I'll throw you the link to it later. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely check I'm, it out. I personally yeah, yeah, yeah. love it, and I've done like it was a bunch a good, of videos. It was a good episode. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking about I'm not, it. But, and I'm uh, not saying it was a bad album, but no, I look no, on no, Twitter no. and there's people over here comparing it to like Good Kid, Mad City, or saying it's better than Damn, and I'm just like, yeah, no, no. It's, oh, it's better no than what? Damn. Come on, no, no, it's not. Let's not do this. Let's not do this, Ben. Let's not do this. Let's not play this game. No, I'm not going. I'm not going down that path. I've already, I've already explained myself on wax multiple times. But um, now we don't, we don't know. need to, because like you guys said, you guys already talked about it a few times. I don't want to make you have to re-talk about something. No, we appreciate fun. that. Thank you. That's fine. This, this will it's be interesting um, that like some people actually said 
Kendrick for this this end. Like I'm yeah, not going to get say, too deep. That's what I was going to say. I was going like so section eighty. Yeah. I mean, it has an eight. But, uh, I pinned. I pinned the. Um, by the way, Charlie, I pinned the episode um, on here. So uh, give that a spin. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Section eighty. How do you call section eighty? Look, I yeah, think the, the problem worst, with a lot of the answers the to this. I think a lot of the answers. Say sorry, Charlie. No, I, I was going to say I, I definitely don't think section. I think uh, Mr. Morale is worse than section eighty. To be honest. <laughs> I think that's no. I think that's yeah, fair yeah, because yeah, I think like yeah. if you're not into Mr. Morale, like dated. that's the problem. It's dated. That's all it is. Yeah, but come on. If we're talking about like a bad out, it's not a bad it's not, album. No, it's think... not. It's not. It's just dated. That's all it is. But yeah, no, I, I don't. No, I don't agree like... that it's you know the worst album of all the answers we could pick. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad album either. I just per- what I don't like about it is it just feels all over the place. Like it feels there is no like set tone for it it just feels one track goes into another without i'll just use uh good kid mad city it's a story each track that have each track has an interluder at the end or an outro at the end that leads into not not the next track but it leads you along this story and uh, along this hour and a half or hour and tw- however long the album is that mr morale just felt like it was just just song after song in a way well, the thing about the thing about Section Eighty, and uh, I did a lot of research into Kendrick before we did our three-parter. When he changed mm. his name from K Dot to Kendrick Lamar, he recognized that what he was doing prior with, as K Dot was exactly as you said, Charlie. It was just like song after song. He was just trying mm. to create bangers. He was just doing a typical hip hop uh, kind of like you know mid two thousands energy. But what he realized was. He had to give himself to the people. He had to be honest and personal and open. And that's when he started realizing that he had to tell. And he said this in a lot of interviews in the early 2010s where he had to start telling a story. And that was what would bring people in and keep them like really, uh, you know, engross them and pull them into his universe. And so I see Section 80 and Overly Dedicated as him really trying to work out how to do that. Um, Mm. And he still had some of that energy from prior. And there's, you know, he still wanted to blow up. There was still people in his ear saying, you've got to drop the hot single, you know, you've got to, because at the time, J-Rock was the one TDE were pushing, you know, J-Rock had the the major label deal. J-Rock was heading in that direction. And then that major label deal fell apart and his career stalled. And they kind of pushed Kendrick into the forefront and said, you're the one now. And so by the time Good Kid Mad City came around, Luckily, he'd already done Section 80 because then he had the major label deal. Then he'd been on tour. I think he was on tour with uh, – he'd been on tour with Tech 9 um, So yeah. he was ready by that stage. But it's it's kind of lucky he did Section 80 because he had that experience and he'd created the imperfectness of it and then been like, okay, now I know exactly what I need to do. You know, you learn a lot more from your mistakes than you do your successes. I don't think Section 80 is a mistake, but if you view it in comparison to Good Kid, Mad City – you know, you can see that it's a completely different kind of energy. Um, I want to throw out a, uh, to move the conversation forward. I want to move, uh, I want to, uh, <clears throat> I want to suggest another one that might piss off Ben. Um, two chains. I was never a fan of two chains. I was, like, I'm not, not going to say I wasn't a fan of two chains, but I wasn't the biggest fan of two chains. Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. I haven't listened to all of Two Chains, but Ben made me listen to Boast, um, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm good." Um, so, what's your classic? What's his classic then? First, you t- you tell me. You tell me because pe- people like the trap. His debut like, is his music. classic. You clown. 
That can't be the classic, bro. Bro, this tracks. This is a f- yuck, crack, no lie, dope peddler birthday song. I'm different. I love them strippers with Nicki Minaj. No, come on now. What eats? Uh, a lot of people will say Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is his classic because it's kind of like marrying every aspect of 2 chains. you know, like uh, he creates bangers, he creates music for vibes. Uh, He actually has some like deep lyrical content at times. Like he goes into his troubled past and, you know, the challenges he experienced growing up. And I wouldn't be mad at people saying Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is his classic, but based on true story, we've done a whole freaking pot on this. This is such, how could you, birthday it's your birthday. Like, come on. Just off that song alone, man. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> you got to relax. You're killing my – you're taking all my youth and you're just taking it away and being like, no, that was trash. You're a loser for this thing. No, man. Yuck. And this is the wild thing. Like, Yuck is a, is a weird song, but it actually got me through. And this is – again, this is weird. It got me through some of the darkest anxiety I've ever experienced. I had like a really bad breakdown at the end of 2012, early 2013. And I was just paranoid. I was delusional. I was really struggling. I would listen to Yuck over and over again. And somehow it would just calm me because it's so, it's just so like insane. It's wild. It's all over the place. Like the lyrical content is bananas. Lil Wayne with that crazy hook. Nah, man, I'll never hear. I'll never be here for 2 chain slander. Why are you talking? Why are you talking about the thing like it's like a smooth, like nice, relaxing listen? <laughs> no, you don't want smooth and relaxing when you're in that space. You want something uh, to match your energy. And yuck is uh, yuck is where it was at, man. I was uh, I was down for yuck. All right, fair play. All right, one. Uh, I don't know if this counts um, because the because the waters was a mixtape. Oh, okay. I'm talking, about Mick, I'm talking about Mick Jenkins. So, is the Healing Component um, his first album? Because I like the Healing Component, but I feel like most like Mick Jenkins fans like the Healing Component. So, I was I'm I'm literally just looking through like my it's right now, just trying to like find side of of note. But yeah. Um, well, look. Let me let me posit a couple because a lot of it. people said a lot of people said Jizza. Words from the genius. No, you know what? No, no, I'm not having yeah. that. No, I'm yeah, agreeing with you. Because I, I, while I, while there's definitely at least two tracks that I remember that are just unlistenable now, um, especially the one where he's storytelling about the uh, trans person and then literally shot up the well, whole was... bar because, oh my god, trans person shoots up the bar. Stay, like, stay no, out of bars. Yeah, that, stay yeah, out, stay out of bars. bars. Terrible Fuck. song. Horrible track, horrible track. Um, did not age at age like milk. Um, but yeah, you know, apart from that, there's some, and and there was another track I remember. But um, no, that's not the worst. That's not the worst debut album. Um, I feel there's some there's some really good stuff in there. Is it Liquid Swords level? Of course not. Is it Beneath the Surface level? No, it's not. But you know, it's it's probably his worst album. I feel, I feel like uh, when we did the episode, I feel like that's what we came to. But um, you know, even that, even in that, it's not you know the worst of all time or anything. But uh, no, no, I I, I don't know what I saw that and I was, I wanted to raise yeah. that. And also, since we since we're raising shit um, that I disagree with, like anybody that says blunted on reality, I'm gonna <laughs> it's a no, it's a no, guys. It's not gonna happen. Like you're not gonna get that past me. Blunted on reality is fine. It's not great. It's fine. It's not 
on the level of the score, but it's fine. It's good. It's there's some good boof bath, mate. If if you if Buster Rhymes drop that track, you you guys will be bumping it till the cows come home. All right, don't give me this. All right, don't give me that. So the, the album's fine. There's obviously that one track where it's like ten minutes long and it's just Wyclef shouting people out. Yeah, I'd rather not have that. Put that in the lighter notes, thank you. But um, you know, apart from that, it's fine album. It's good. It's not. It's not the worst. Not the worst album with a classic. Um, but I wanted to actually potentially, if we can, I wanted to flip your question a bit and go the other way. So, okay. which rapper without a classic album has the best debut album? Ah. So think about that. But um. Uh, obviously, I put that. I basically just slap that on your lap. Um, so I'm I'll tell not you, to have I'll tell you one. Immediately. Like the first that comes to mind is Obi Trice. I don't think Cheers. <laughs> Look, no, don't laugh at this. I don't think Cheers is a classic album, but I do think it's an incredible debut album. I really do. I think it has every freaking element, man. The beats are incredible. Obi Trice sounds like vibrant and aggressive, but at the same time, he gets into like really deep storytelling sections where he kind of delves into his psyche and talks about his own vulnerabilities. And there are some great songs on there, like really great songs. Got Some Teeth is a banger. It's a straight up banger. Like he can do hooks. He can, he can do everything. Uh, man. Yeah. That's the first one that came to my mind is Obi Trice. Um, I'd throw something, someone like, Oh, do you know what would have been a great answer for my one, by the way? Um, if they only did one, but Prime would have been a perfect one. Um, he did two, but... Yeah, I know. No, no, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. But that would have been... A, that would have been <laughs> it's a, a good great. thing. You got two albums. Charlie's like, oh, man, I wish they hadn't <laughs> given us another album so I could have had a good answer to that question. No, no. no I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. To do the question, Ben. I'm not, I'm not trying to... Not trying to shit on Prime Two or anything, but yeah, no, that would have been that would have been the the answer for me personally. But yeah, um, oh god, I had an answer for uh, for for my other one. That was that was crazy. Um, just... <laughs> let me let me posit let me posit another one for the the classic album worst debut. I think this is a good shout, Mob Deep. Uh, oh, Ju- Juvenile it? Hell, Juvenile Hell is is not a very good album at all. It's do you know what? Did we even cover that when we did Mob Deep? Have we we didn't Mob do Mob Deep. We haven't done Have Mob, Mob Deep, Deep yet. yet. No. Oh, crazy. When did we talk about it? We talked about the infamous, I swear, at one point. That's crazy. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, okay, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it. I have no idea. I've only, I've yes. thought the, I literally thought the infamous was their first album. <laughs> You know, what, you know what it kind of sounds like? It kind of sounds like when LL in the like early 90s kind of went and tried to do a little bit of G-Funk, but it didn't really work. Uh, I forget what album it was on. Yeah. Might have been 14 Shots or yeah, something like that. Mr. Yeah. Smith. Uh, let me look at his discography. Uh, 14 Shots to the Dome, I reckon it was. Um, yeah. It didn't work. Didn't work. And this didn't work either. It sounded like, it sounded like 1989. And it sounded like the bomb squad trying to do G funk, and it just it didn't hit at all. It was it was such a weird album to hear their lyrical content and like their you know obviously Prodigy and Havoc have two of the most recognizable voices in hip hop history, and Prodigy's one of you know whatever happened in the two early two thousands with Jay Z, it doesn't matter if Jay Z kind of washed him in that whole thing. Prodigy was an incredible rapper. He was one of the best rappers of all time, and to hear him on these weird beats like. There was this weird, as we've spoken about so many times, weird period in the early 90s where a lot of people were still making music that sounded like it was the 80s 
yeah. they were just sounding horrible. And yeah, man, that album is is not good. I I I'd completely forgotten about it, and I put it back on again this morning. And I was like, man, what the hell? This is this is bad. Um. So I I also wanted to throw out um for for the flip I used. Does Schoolboy Q have a as a classic? Does he have one? Yes, oxymoron, and oxymoron. you could arguably okay. say blank face is a classic. Yeah, I'm a bit lukewarm. I'm a bit lukewarm with blank face, and I I went to the I went to the tour for oh. that, and it was good. Like, it was good live, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel maybe I'll listen to this to it again. But yeah, definitely oxymoron. Yeah, I was thinking because if that wasn't the case, I would have said like something like setbacks because I really enjoyed that particular album. Very very TDE 2011. I'd, I'd really. I really respect. Uh, really respect. Really respected that. Early. early TDE, early, early. That's you know. There's a couple of others that with that um, the non-flipped question around that early period. Like a lot of people said, Mac Miller, in you know, to that, I think <laughs> setbacks was 2012. And, I was having. Uh, I was. I was in the. I was in the midst of an argument about uh, about that because somebody. Uh, right, I forgot his name, but he, he, there was this guy that dropped a uh, an article recently about white rappers and being mediocre, and it kind of you could you could it's, it was very polarizing because it could easily come off as just like a reason to shit on Mac Miller, um, mm. but because um, he kind of used him as a case study throughout it, and it was just like, okay, so what's the point? <laughs> you just said you don't like Mac Miller, and that was it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, blues. Yeah, blue side park. I mean, I, well, I mean, I remember when we did the episode. I was like, you know, I think blue side park was not whatever the whatever pitchfork gave them. Uh, gave him. I don't think it was that bad. But yeah, it's, it's fine. But it's of the time, isn't it? It's, it was of the time. It was you know, frat boy uh, kind of kind of raps. You know, if if you if you like that, you like that. If you don't, you don't. Um, each each to their own on that front. It's not a bad album, you know. It like um, yeah, sorry, Charlie, go. I was gonna say. I actually have a uh, a pretty hot take on Mac Miller just because mm-hmm. around that time, I mean, I don't know how you how old you guys are, but I'm 23 now. So around 2011, 2012, I was 11 or 12. Yeah. So that was like when I really first started getting introduced to Mac Miller. I had a lot of older friends, a lot of them obviously knew about him. But as the years went on and I saw the the growth he had he had musically and as an artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying he's a better rapper than him. But me personally, I would say he's the best white artist, like in rap, not not obviously other genres, but in rap, I'd say he's the best white artist of all time. I'd take him mm. over Eminem. And I mean, those are really the only two white rappers, but obviously he's not as good as a rapper as Eminem, but you're not going to see Eminem making a divine feminine. You're not going to see Eminem making a uh, watching movies with the sound off. Eminem had a very select sound. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I personally would say Mac Miller is more diverse than than Eminem. I know that's a very controversial take, but that's my take. I mean, it's a good no, case. It's a good I, case. I agree. I I agree fully. I mean, yeah, look, the the artistic growth that Eminem had it, it it doesn't exist. There's no artistic growth. He went backwards. <laughs> you know, he he peaked on his second album, no, and no, he's been getting like, look. It's it's just it's not objective. Look, I understand. It's never. It's never. <laughs> Don't you can kind of like compare him to Jay-Z, honestly. I mean, over time, Jay-Z kind of grew more as an, as an artist. And I feel I feel Eminem is just stayed oh, the, to not, see ben, well, stayed I do, the to same. Oh, to see Ben's face, I know. You know? Four, well, he's right. Four, okay. 444 four, <laughs> compared to Eminem's last album, is it's not even a debate. It really is. <laughs> Charlie, 
you are a gift from God. You, you, you're a voice of reason in a crazy world. Thank you for just saying the most, and it's, it's obvious. Like it should be obvious to anyone with ears and like a quarter of a brain. I agree. But- I just, I get a lot of shit from a lot of friends for saying that though. And it's, to me, it's crazy to me. I don't even understand how you can debate it, but you know, people like to people like to really look i i think it's a good take because you know as mac miller progressed obviously blue slide if you go from blue slide park to circles that's a what and the thing is he didn't just jump like if you look at someone like tyler and i love tyler's artistic growth i really do but the leap from cherry bomb to flower boy there was not really anything in between there you know, Cherry Bomb was very similar in sound and aesthetic to Goblin and Wolf. Yep. And then he just went straight to Flower Boy, which is a crazy leap. It's a brilliant leap. But with Mac, you've got, we went through the entire process with him. You know, we went from Blue Slide Park, then to Macadelic, uh, then watching movies and Faces, Delusional Thomas. Then we have, you know, the 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 jazz album in there as well. Uh, you know, yeah, Good Larry, AM. Like, Larry loved it. Yeah, Larry loves it. Like, that's the thing, man. And, and that's what I loved about Mac. It was almost like he just let us in on his whole process. He let us into his mind. He let us into his, his world, into his life. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't understand why people get so defensive about Mac and why people, and I'm guilty of that. I'm jumping in right now. I'm word salading it. But, you know, people, people really attach themselves to Mac Miller because he gave us everything. He gave us his entire process. He didn't hold anything back from us. He wasn't scared to like, he wasn't, you know, trying to create an aesthetic and push a brand or promote a personality that he didn't have. And I think you're a hundred percent right, Charlie. I genuinely think, and, and I think that speaks to why people were saying blue slide park is the, one of the answers for this question, because if you go back and listen to it, you're like, whoa, I came from swimming and I came back to here. Like, what? How did we get here? But if you go back through his discography, he'll show you how he got there. And I, I really respect that. He was also so young at the time, too. I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know exactly how old he was when he made Blue Slide Park, but I, I'll just say 22 or, or 21. But at 21 years old, you don't want to sit there and make an album like Swimming or Circles. Like, that's just not yeah. the mindset you're in. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. It's a good take. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened for any uh, for any, any point in his life apart from when it happened. Um, uh, getting back to um, I think uh, switch up I had for yours. Um, so no classic album, but best debut. Um, I don't think exhibit as a classic in the no. in the in the objective sense. I feel like I personally enjoy a lot of his stuff as as we as I hopefully intimated during our episode on him but um yeah at i the think of at, at the speed of life is a great album Ooh. holy shit that's a good album man like oh, oh my god i go hard bro <laughs> you know what i mean that? like positively negative with king t like foundation paparazzi foundation foundation, foundation. oh my gosh carry the weight yeah absolutely oh. crazy that's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, a, that's an extremely solid shout uh, in my if i I do say it for myself. Um, you actually, you guys mentioned, you guys mentioned Tyler. Is that not a good shout in terms of Goblin being worst debut album? Because I, I can't, I can't listen to it. Like, I, I can't. I, I've, I've started it so many times, but I can never I, finish it. I feel I'm a little deluded just because I, I've now seen the work where Tyler has gone with. So I, I don't want to say I understand when I listen to the first time to where it goes, but. 
I definitely don't go back and listen to his first album that much. I will say that. <laughs> it has a few. Wolf was the first. Most one, people right? do. Well, Goblin was the first. Goblin was oh, the yeah. first album Bastard yeah, was his debut yeah. mixtape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I definitely don't go back and listen to that one as much. I have to admit that I grew up on Bastard and Goblin. Like that was Oh bro, yeah, my best my best friend my best friend was super into Tyler at that time and I was I just couldn't get into it. Like he, he was just constantly bumping Yonkers and I'm just like, Yeah, it's a it's like track, I guess. Like, you know, the music video is kinda cool. Um yeah. but yeah, I just couldn't oh he just played I remember he played the album for me in his spot and I was just like Bro, I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like working for me. This is, this, you know is my, this is ruining our Gears of War session right now. <laughs> you know what it was? It was like, I firstly, I don't understand why people criticize the production. I really love the production. I think it's quite warm. Oh, yeah, it's quite dingy. Like, mate, yeah, mate you could, I could love, I'd love to see like someone like Conway on those kind of beats. Like, that'd be great. But yeah, just the stuff he's saying, I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, too much. you had it's to, you kind of had to be a teenager. Kind of had to be yeah. a teenager, like an angsty kind of teen. To oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's a, it's a, it's like the it's like Blue Slide Park, but the other way, where it's like you know like, you're gonna uh, fuck with that if you if you're a younger dude, like you're gonna yeah. fuck with something like Blue Slide Park because he's just talking about dude shit, like you know just dick swinging. I'm young. I'm let's get high. <laughs> let's get drunk. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? And you know yeah. and and Goblin is kind of like the the edgy edgy kid version like the edge lord version of that where it's just like I'm I'm going to I literally um there was a video I saw yesterday where like this guy was doing like a one of the, you know meme videos going like a uh me list to a Tyler song and he just basically just said shit and uh you know it kind of and it came off as that it was just like saying random shit and it was just supremely dark and it's like okay why'd you say that why'd you say that it's like what's going on here da, 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 da. so yeah I, I feel like that's a great answer on, on on the front of classic album i don't know what his classic album is but i'm sure you guys know what eagle, eagle or whatever yeah i think so I'm glad we get past. I'm glad we're easily getting past just the classic stuff because I feel like a lot of people could easily just get bogged down. But 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 what's his classic? It's like, it's like, all right, oh, all we don't well. need to worry about that. I mean, look, the way I feel about classic is super simple. It's if it's most people agree it's classic, then it doesn't really need to be debated. I always say it's like eighty five percent of people. Uh, you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is not not a classic because. Fantano gave it a six. Like people can disagree. People can be like, but there's no real point in debating about that because <laughs> most people just agree it is. So just move on with it. I reckon. Uh, I want to throw out a a very a very uh, on the on the line, but um, again with um, no classic, uh, but great debut. Uh, Wiley. Uh, what was his debut? Treading on thin ice. So I had a. Does he? No. Wiley has a classic. What? Wait, let me see his discography. Playtime? No, not Playtime is over. What? The the Godfather? One of the Godfathers? Yeah, The Godfather. Yeah, definitely The Godfather, the first one. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was him, man. Like, how long had you been dropping albums for by then? Oh, four. Yeah, he's been going for 13 years. Yeah, he's he's gone on since, like, probably late nineties if we're if we're not counting albums. Oh, I reckon Godfather is a classic. I think that's probably okay. I personally think that. I don't and yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like there's a plenty of um, eyes that haven't dropped as as many albums, so like more recent picks. But I don't want to like say that because it's just kind of unfair on that front if they've dropped only like two or three albums. Um, but going, yeah, going back like... to the going back to the original question, I'm going to just yeah. throw a couple. I'm going to throw Go a couple. Through. We're going to say Tupac and no. Common. I want to know how you feel no, about Tupac no. and Common. Horrible, horrible picks, horrible picks. No, for no, hey, so for the um, what's it for? Can I borrow a dollar? Yeah, that is funny enough. Since it's we're talking about Blue Slide Park, it's kind of got that energy. It's that youthful, like you know, dick swinging kind of energy. And I want to say, uh, uh, since we're on common, like you talk, you guys are talking about max arc and like, you know, oh, yeah. Arc. Commons arc, arc is bro. bananas, bro. 30 years, bro. 30 years. All the way up growth. to August green and all love. Like, come Fucking on now. Hell, bro. Imagine that. What? Imagine going from can I borrow a dollar to let love like fucking God, that will give you whiplash on different levels. Anyway, past that, um, yeah. While I, I I can see why people say that for can I borrow a dollar, but again, again, while it's of the time, again, while it's not, while it probably hasn't aged well lyrically, it's it's not the worst album. Again, it's not the worst. Like I just, it's not unlistenable in that case. Like similar to similar to Jizz's album. Um, and you know, Parks. Um, what was Parks? Of Strictly in it. Strictly is his first in it. Um, What's that, Park? Yeah, Strictly. Yeah, Strictly. Um, no, 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 no. no. It's apocalypse. Now. Oh, it's apocalypse. Now. Oh, what? Doesn't it have the mama or uh, Brandon's got a baby? Uh, I swear, one of those, at least one or two of those tracks. It's got Brandon's got a baby. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, that's that's a wrap. That's over. None of that. You, you're not. You're nobody saying that with a straight face. <laughs> not happening. That ain't happening. Yeah, too. no, I, I don't. I don't think. Um, you know, I that would be my picks. Some of these picks are weird. I mean, someone said, someone said Cameron. I don't think you can ever say that Cameron. Cameron's first album cover is terrible. Confessions of Fire, but like. No, man, no, absolutely not. J- Jermaine Dupree's on here, Usher. No, that's a great record. Glory with Noriega. Some people said Freddie Gibbs, uh, ESGN was his debut. I mean, Again. I mean, I've, no. yeah, I haven't spun, so I don't know. It's a no. I listened to it the other day. It's a great freaking album. I think okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough question. Look, I think um, a lot of people are just going to say the easy answer, which is Eminem because of Infinite. Uh, and I wouldn't be mad at them saying that, but I will say that Infinite is not a bad album uh it's it's decent like i don't think i don't think there's a, a really obvious answer to this question i really don't i don't think there's someone we could just be like you know i, I say mob deep but that album isn't bad um i, I, st- I stick by my i stick by my big short <laughs> who did you pick again uh i stick by my big short i think um no that's silly you're <laughs> being silly <laughs> How's this silly? It's not a bad look. There's the problem with this Why question is, and I think, Sorry, stop it. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying that you're doing this, but you're you're equating an album that's not good in their discography with a bad album, bro. That's not a bad album. Chance the rapper is the answer. If we're okay. going to be 100 percent honest, like Charlie's right. Mm-hmm. Chance the rapper is is the answer because that's a that's an objectively bad album you know like you know some of those logic albums in the middle they were bad out like you've got to really define it as this is not good you know this is a really unpleasant to listen to album and finally yeah. famous is not man like if you're in that vibe yeah. that's, that's just gonna there's some bangers on there 
and uh, I don't know what was your answer for my one. Obi Trice, real name, Obi no Trice. gimmicks. Okay, I, I, I'll I'll, st- I'll stick by my Chiardi. I think that's a I think that's a clutch shout for me personally. Um, but yeah, I wanted I wanted to. Oh yeah, quick one before we finish. Um, this is just a random one if you have one. But have you got an answer for any of these two um, outside of hip hop? Oh, for the best yeah. one rap, for the best one album, I was uh, somewhat. I, I don't know. I was thinking uh, this came across um, completely outside of the realm of anything because I just came across came across it. But um, Sex Pistols. Uh, they never, have mind, one album. never mind. Yeah, never mind the bollocks. Eh? I swear, I saw any album. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So that was that was an interesting. Just um, I don't, I don't know how I came across that. Um. But during the week, and I was like, oh, it's our first album. I wonder if that'll be a good answer for outside of hip hop. But yeah, I don't know if you have any food uh, on that front. I, I thought that was just I, I abs- absolutely do. Uh, and I've been listening <laughs> to it a lot. Like, I mean, I probably have a million, but Adams for Peace. Uh, they were an English American super group and it had Tom York on vocals, guitar and piano and flea, uh, also had Nigel Godrich, who was the Radiohead producer. Um, and they dropped one album and it was called AM okay. And it's incredible. It's freaking amazing. It's just a brilliant record and they never got back together and did another project. So this, look, there's a, there's a lot of projects like that in rock and, and electronic music. I, I don't mm. Yeah, it's, I'd be overwhelmed with choice if I went down that path. But for the other one, worst debut with a with a classic. Look, man, that's Cal- Calvin Harris. <laughs> no, Calvin Harris's debut was his classic. Very. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris had a lobotomy after his first album. I don't know why he did it. But he did it, and then we're we're just stuck with whatever happened after that. It's disappointing, oh, but it was so his rude. personal choice to do that. So rude, bro! This, mm. bro, it's the same track ever, over and over. No, no, no! Look, you you know shitloads about jazz. I'm not gonna just stomp around in not your house. Loads. Not shitloads. I'm not gonna come in stomping around and just being like, "Well, I don't think Miles is Davis." Second album was like. Yeah, well, the, sorry, did you just equate Calvin Harris to EDM as Miles Davis is to jazz? <laughs> no, fuck? not at all. But that's what I'm. No, that's my whole point. I'm not going to yeah, do yeah, that because I don't know what the German. fuck I'm talking. To. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. I can't come in there and do that because I'm going to say silly things, just like you're saying a silly thing with Calvin Harris. That is wild. <laughs> well, it's fine then. Crazy He's the Thelonious Monk. He's the Thelonious Monk of EDM then. Alright, we're done here. Fucking hell. Did you have anything else? Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna save you from I'm just gonna save you from this jazz abyss that you're in right now. Fucking hell. I compared Calvin Harris to Thelonious Yeah, you're just comparing legends to Calvin Harris. It's just Look, hilarious. Thelonious Monk could never have made acceptable in the eighties. It was acceptable in the eighties. Like that's oh, a banger, gosh. man. That's a straight All up right. banger. Okay. Alright, you got more of those vocals or no, I think we're done with me singing for the day. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, lighter note. We're going to move into a lighter note. Yeah. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't really... Uh, I, was try- I was trying to think, actually. I mean, finally the Queen's done. Um, that's all that's <laughs> out the window. 
Uh, the the, go- the, the Queen's window. goose is cooked. It's game over. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that Outcast track um, on Speaker Box. Um, uh, your goose is cooked. Um, but yeah. The rooster? Yeah, no. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might, might be that. I think. Um, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, the Queen's gone. Happy days. Um, and also, you know, just um, you know, UK's in the bin. Um, shout out to Spain, by the way, who have um, implement, who are going to implement a, a basically a remote worker, like a digital nomad visa. Um, so if you earn a certain amount um, of income, you can literally just like get a five year visa to Spain and just like digital nomad that shit in Spain for for five years. And bro, the way I want that right now for me, crazy. I want that so bad. Project Project Super Blocks right now. I wanna I wanna hey. I wanna be I wanna be right I wanna be writing scripts as Barcelona fans like fire flares because they lost their games, shit like that, you know what I mean? That's the vibe I want right, right now. Barcelona fans light the stadium on fire when they score a goal. It's it's beautiful to see. I love watching their passion. Yeah. My my uh my two year old nephew calls me Nomad. Why? No idea. He knows he my name your, is Ben. See your IG of standing on cliffs, um, looking out. Yeah, yeah. He must he must realize that I'm I'm nomadic, <laughs> and he he calls. I think it's a pretty cool name. But he, he yeah he always calls me Nomad. I don't know where he got the name from, but that's good that's name, my name to me. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like not, it. not the worst not the worst nicknames think, in the world. I think obviously we need to talk about the the biggest thing that happened during the week was uh you know DJ Academics coming out and and firing a shot right. at our at our legends okay. and I I tell you what man I've I've got some things to say uh the first thing I'm going to say is no one gives a shit about DJ Academics opinion on anything and I don't think anyone should have responded to him. Just let yeah. him say what he wants, bruh, and move on. Nothing yeah. else to say. There is nothing else to say. Just be like, oh, yeah, cool. All right, well, that's great. Good for you. Cool. Off we pop. <laughs> so here's what annoys me about that, okay? And um, it's actually kind of – um, it's actually kind of um, – uh, 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 what's the word? Um it got me. It got me thinking about like uh, writing something um, in preparation for just obviously the you know fiftieth anniversary of um, of hip hop coming through um, next year, and and also connecting to what I was talking about pertaining to Jay, um, you know, a few weeks ago when he was on the on the funny enough on the on the spaces with uh, Khaled and Rob Markman. I was listening. I, I listened to two. Um, people talk respond to academics. Well, technically three, but um, I don't think Michael Rappaport um, is kind of a, <laughs> hey, part of the hey, part just part of the, uh, chill out, bro. Michael, Michael Rappaport follows me, and I've I've got all the time in the world for Michael Rappaport. You can come out and say something. I'm supporting. He 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 tapped into he's tapped into hip hop numbers. Yeah, um, big up to you, for coming through. Um, We've nearly just about finished with the episode um but we're talking about um just uh the academics thing for the for the moment just to finish off um but if you guys if you you all charlie have anything to say about that um, just um you know once i'm finished uh come through um but uh yeah pertaining to all that i was listening to i listened to the responses of ll cool j and mc charm so 
they both had, but they both had the same response of like, you know, if it weren't for, if you weren't for us, if, and you know, MC Shan was big enough, mad, um, um, fuck, uh, 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 Marley that's it, Marley Mar. Um, and then of course, Jay was kind of like just bigging up the whole essence of hip hop, I guess, and you know, how it, how it evolved and stuff like that. And while they're correct, it kind of jars me that we're talking. They're talking about you know how you know there were pioneers that built this shit, and you know we can all agree that you know academics is not part of this in any fashion. He traffics in what um, is is what I don't is what I don't consider hip hop. Like in talking about you know how Drake unfollowed someone on Twitter, like those those Twitter pages and IG pages that don't I don't count. That's not hip hop to me. If anything, you're trafficking in you know African American black culture at best, right? It's not hip hop. Um, it just happens to be people that rap. Um, but the fact that they say that um, in terms of artists you know we created this shit so you know you wouldn't be here if it weren't for us while they're correct why didn't they not have a why is nobody having a peep when you know jay clearly doesn't fucking read and kanye doesn't fucking read and he literally said that on wax the other week right not talking about none of that and talking about the pillars that we've lost in terms of actual having you know intelligence about it and the fact that we've kind of you know, I say we in the royal sense that we've lost what they, they've lost the ownership. You know what I mean? It's like we built this shit. Do you own it right now? Clearly not. Now, LL Cool J's fine. MC Sean, I'm assuming, is fine. Um, you know, you know, LL definitely has you know the Rock the Bell stuff, and you know, and obviously he's acting and stuff, so he's happy. He's good. He's, good he's, he's killing you know? it. They're, they're kidding it. They're kidding. They're good. They're happy. I'm sure they're happy in life. But it's the fact that they don't go that one step further and talk and lament about the fact that they lost ownership in their own era. That's what jars me about no. about all this. That that's just that's just you know, and that kind of has nothing to do with academics. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. I didn't see what he said. I don't really care to be no, honest. Like fuck academics. I don't follow him anywhere. Like anytime I see his face, I'm just like, nope, no, thank you. Move on. Um, yeah, he's just irrele- he's irrelevant to me. But I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts towards that. Um, towards what I was saying. But yeah, academics oh, is a really clutch Jesus. Hello, guys. By the way. Yeah. What's good, boss? Yeah. Everything all right, man. How about you? Yeah, man, we're good, we're good. We're just about to finish up. Um, yeah, man, thanks for coming through. We're playing some yeah. requests and all that stuff. No problem, man. <laughs> it's all good. Um, all right, Ben, anything else um, on the... I don't know why you got me on that academic shit, honestly. That's just, that just annoyed me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to finish. Um, he's connecting, okay. All right, so I don't know, fuck it. We'll might as well finish there. Uh, since Ben's <laughs> connecting, he's fucking disconnected. He's, uh, yeah, Twitter's crashed for him uh, as he's just texting me. So we'll finish there. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming through, um, for everyone coming through and sticking through. Um, hope it was a uh, worthy of your time. Um, as you know, we, and actually, to finish, I'll say shout out to Ben uh, for coming through as always, as he always does for this episode, uh, for the, you know, for DITD in general. Um, you know, Man. he woke up at, <clears throat> he woke up at um, 5 a.m. for this. Um, and he does always um, wake up around 5, 6 in the morning to do episodes um, with me. Um, and, you know, we've done this without a week missed. 
Um, so I do want to give Ben just a, just his flowers on that front for coming through um, and for just um, continuing doing this for me. We don't do this for P. We don't do this for none of that. We do it for, you know, hopefully to, uh, you know, just have a dialogue about, you know, hip, this thing that we call hip hop and thing that we enjoy. And, um, and also, you know, the thing that we respect the most and hopefully you guys gain some uh, you know, obviously, knowledge out of it as Hell you know, yeah, as, man. as is as is. I was gonna thoughts. say this. I was gonna say this. I I joined it late, but yeah. your words was amazing, bro. Thank you so much. I hope I catch you early when the next conversation <laughs> comes up, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm gonna follow you immediately, man. Cheers, bros. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah. Give us a give us a follow. Um, as yeah. always, guys. Um, digging digits always drop in every Tuesday. Um. Yeah. Uh, around uh, around 1 p.m. Uh, British time, whether whether that converts to you guys, um, but yeah, man, um, yeah. With that said, uh, outro um, from the Fifth M Podcast Network. Uh, this has been Digging Digits. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I have been Chai Taylor, the Fifth Element. Is Ben here? <laughs> I'll do it for him. Ben is. <laughs> From here, hang on, hang on. I'm here. I'm here. I did. Like, come on. Like, you know, you got your, you got your, got your cue. <laughs> I'm in, bro. I just want to say that I'm Ben Carter from uh, Big Sean's debut album is a classic. Uh funny. Yeah, good one. Hope you all, uh, hope you guys all have a good week. Uh, we shall always, always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming through, Bye. guys. Peace. Bye. Peace. Hey. <laughs> Digging in digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me, music for your shows, piece of video games, but bonus points, thanks to short music for the ability to use. Socials for the Fulfillment, Hip Hop by Numbers, Bonus Points, and Chill Music will be in the full show notes as well as names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been a Fifth End Podcast Network production. Thanks for spending time with us. We'll see you next time on Digging in the Digits. <laughs>